Canny Cross conversations, chatting all things Canny Cross and running. Join Canny Cross instructors, me, Michelle, and me, Louise, as we chat to guest experts about dogs and running, sometimes while out canny crossing. Welcome to this week's Canny Cross conversations. This week, we have Georgie Lambert talk to us about competitive canny cross. Whether you're just starting out or an international canny cross medalist like Georgie, we talk about how to get started and how to get competitive. So, welcome, Georgie, to Canny Cross Conversations. Thank you for having me. Would you like to just introduce yourself to everyone and just tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. So I'm Georgie Lambert. I I love running. I love my dogs. And together I love Canny Cross. Um, I work in the sports retail industry and I have done for many years now. So those passions put together, I think, makes for great conversations. Um, I've got two dogs, um, one older, um, who's near, who's nine, I'm going to call him nine, nine and a half. (laughs) And um, he's a crossbreed that I rehomed and he's um, Benson and that's the dog I started with. And I have my competition dog who's called Queen Bee and she's three year old Scandinavian hound. Fantastic, brilliant. So how did you, so you started with Benson? Yeah. So how did you get into Canny Cross and, and why? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a really interesting story. <laughs> I would say that. Um, Benson kind of, I always wanted um, our own dog and um, Toby and I had just bought our own house. Um, we we got we got to start we decided to get married quite quickly in our relationship and once we moved into our house I realized that I felt really empty and I just felt like it really needed filling and straight away dogs were always on my radar I was always brought up with dogs and Benson came through from my hairdresser who's other client was rehoming him and he was just perfect from the from the photo that I got sent um so we went and visited him Toby didn't really know what hit him um but Benson was perfect and I knew that we could give him what he needed which was um an active home (laughs) uh yeah so I we rehomed Benson there and we kept him active he came really quite overweight and quite um, bad behaviour as well. So I knew straight away that the weight wasn't helping him with his behaviour issues. So we knew to get that down. We obviously were keen runners and always have been. And we were running him um, just on a collar and lead. He didn't pull on the collar. So I, I never thought that that would be uncomfortable for him. And then we moved to our harness, but I always held on to the lead. And now I look back and I think, oh, what was I doing? <laughs> Um, and then literally one evening I was sat on the sofa with my laptop and I literally just put into Google running with your dog and dog fit came up and then they I saw they did one-to-one sessions and I was like oh what is this amazing thing I, I kind of knew it was a thing but I didn't realize it was a sport and that I think that's what opened massive doors for me and I went with dog fit did a one-to-one 30 minute session and that is literally it it's history now that's amazing to hear. I love that Benson's a rescue dog as well. I've, I've had two rescue dogs of my own and it's just amazing watching the transformation in them, isn't it? 
And I love that he's got fit through Canny Cross and helped you discover it. That's brilliant. Yeah, we both did really, to be honest. Like I know I said that I was always a runner, but to be honest, I was doing 3K, maybe even a bit less than that every morning before breakfast, just keeping myself fit because I worked in the industry. But I wasn't really running. I wasn't competing then. I did when I was younger. And I think Benson and I really grew together. We learned what the sport was together. We learned everything and we got fit together as well. So it really does does work as a partnership. I've just I've never known a relationship that you can have with an animal um, like like you get through Canny Cross. And I swear the way Benson looks at me, he never would look at me like that if we didn't have Canny Cross to share um we canny trek a lot now and i still get the same bonds from from that with him and did it because you said about you thought that canny cross model running and getting him active would help with his behavior did that work as well yeah hugely that and his diet which i'm i talk about quite a lot um canine diet is a huge minefield um that yeah. mixed with the the doing a sport and doing a something learning something it's a job isn't it I think at the end of the day and I think every, every dog wants to have a job I'm sure there's some breeds out there that don't but they all do deserve one as well and I think we we, we should be doing something that makes them work um they understand they've got such loyalty and um they they want to do something for us and I think giving them a sport and a job is is key I think I think you're yeah I think that's so true especially with working dogs as well so you know Pickle is a working dog but we could never go on a shoot because her prey drives too um too too keen as I've just found out walking her but um but yeah giving her a job she's the same she's um she's focused and you have that relationship and like you Georgie I love that relationship that you build with your dog so it's get frustrated when I can't do it because it's um yeah it's brilliant isn't it yeah, it's incredible. And then having it from a purpose-bred breed as well, um, where I've got Queen Bee, um, is exactly the same. Um, she she loves everyone and anything. They're very sweet animals, the um, the hounds. And uh, but but I know that she's got that special click with me because we canny cross together. Did you, when did you decide, so how long did you, did you just go out and, and kind of cross sort of 5k and stuff with, with Benson to start with? How did it, how does it sort of develop to get into the racing side of it? Yeah, actually that's good. I didn't want to race straight away. Um, so I went to this taster and we literally did a couple of K um, and that was brilliant, um, attached. I tried to do it on my own afterwards and I got a real bug for it, but Benson wouldn't pull without anyone else around and he still doesn't. So he just he likes and I think he really thrives on that pack atmosphere and then the working together. And then also he loves competition. It's, it's insane. I, I don't know what book he read, but he definitely read something. And he. Yeah. So basically we started going with a local group. Um, for me, it was the North Down Canny Crossers and they were brilliant and they did lots of different distances and they would do, I think, to be honest, I think the shortest was 5K, but there's a lot of stops in there, um, stops and starts and stops at waters and just chit chat, just general. And right. I look back now and I swear that is my my biggest highlight through my Canny Cross journey was definitely the social side that it, it brought for me. Um, I'd moved location as well um, when Toby and I got together. 
so I didn't really know my area and Canny Cross and being with a group really helped me explore um, and open my eyes to new exciting areas. So I think Benson and I just became like adventure buddies and we would just go to different places. He, he is quite, I'm very lucky, he's very good off lead as well. So I could always unclip him if he, he was getting a bit too tired from pulling me around. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it was, it was brilliant. So I just went out with the group. And then over time, people started chatting about competitions and, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And it was, you know, weird abbreviated words like BSSF. And I was like, what on earth is that? And I would go and Google stuff like that and nothing would come up and I couldn't find it, save my life. I'm very um, what, Sorry, what is it, BSSF? Yeah, so BSSF is the British Sledge Dog Sport Federation. And, you know, if you I think if you Google that now, it actually comes up as one of the top five to select. Um, but back when I, I mean, like I haven't been in the sport that long, about four years, maybe five years now. Um, and it's just come such a long way since then. So back in the day when I was doing it five years ago and Googling it, it wasn't coming up. So I didn't really know how you got into races. And as is the world, social media seems to be quite a big thing, but only if you know people. <laughs> So I did find a local race and I went to it. And from there, I met loads of people, made loads of friends on Facebook. And then I just kept asking them all the time, like a complete psycho, please tag me in anything else that you take part in. And that's literally how I weaned my way in and um, found out about more races. And then I just turned around and I was like, oh, I want a camper van. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm very lucky because my husband would give me anything I ever desire. And, um, and he got me one. So then Benson and I went away every weekend racing. <laughs> every single weekend. I couldn't believe it. My race calendar got very busy. And then Toby was like, where are you going? Like, I've lost my wife. What have I done? And then he got into it after that. So it's been, um, it's a family affair now. Um, so he can see me, I think. <laughs> well I love it so what was your first race how was it I'm really intrigued by this because I have never ever done a race and I was saying to Louise earlier that it scares me a little bit just because Poppy is so excited when she gets in a social environment I just worry that I wouldn't be able to contain her and that it would be too much for her so I'm really interested to hear your experience your first race yeah, it's a real shame, actually, because I, I do hear this a lot and I do talk to quite a lot of people about it. And I totally get it. Totally get it. Because I think I was always quite lucky. I'm not massively shy. Um, I'm quite outgoing and racing on competition is something that I've kind of always thrived on. and was kind of brought up with um, from horse riding um, competitively to netball, to running track, both cross country and track. And then um, I did run for England once. So com competition is it's something that I already desire and then when Benson started meeting up with the groups at my social I could really tell that also he loved that that thrill so but I was really worried as well when you get there because one I didn't know what the hell I was doing and two he he's a complete psycho um and he's not light and I'm not massively strong so I was always a bit worried about holding him back or like you said, containing it. Yeah. But with Canny Cross races, you have times that, that you go out, out at. So it sounds a bit weird. Everyone's like, yeah, of course there's a start time. But 
so instead of it so the first person will go out at 12 and the second person will go out at 12 and 30 seconds and the next person will go out at 12 and one minute so you're 30 seconds apart or, or even or shorter or sometimes longer um so you will see you'll get you know you'll have your start time when you get to the event and you'll see your name and you can see where you're at and you go and find that person who you're, in, you're behind of and you go and see them and you know what their dog looks like and you know that when they are at the start line they've got five four three you know you need to start moving over and getting to the start so th there's no stress in that matter of having to be be there every event's slightly different but obviously start off at a nice relaxed event where you can take your time to, to go over to the start and if you miss your time it's, it's not the end of the world you just add however long you missed onto your time at the end of the run which sometimes can be like five seconds ten seconds it's, it's not really a big deal um but you just add it to your time that is really good, actually, because um, so I and I know Georgie does race with Canny Cross Midlands. So, so those are the one, main ones I've been to and they do a novice one. So they do a 3K run. So I've got a lot of my clients going to head off to, to some of those this year. Um, and, and it's just it, and they they know your beginners. So it's really nice, isn't it, that you, you sort of get into it and you chat to new people. So because when you see Georgie race, it's another level. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so it, it's just really nice and but Georgie I've seen you race with B which you know she, she just goes past in a flash but anyway but I've seen you start with B and I've seen that dog jump up and down on the start line and and there's a lot and I know what you're worried about Michelle because there's a lot of noise but how how do you contain in fact we should probably come on to B in a minute but I'm just she gets excited and the adrenaline going, but so how do you contain her and not to, for her to use too much energy? Yeah, you just, you start learning. So you need to just really, as a human, you need to go and check out where your start line is, um, how they're doing the starts as well. Like what's the gap between each, each runner or are they counting down or not? Also one good point with um, both my dogs know a countdown and I'm sure everyone's dogs learn a countdown quite quickly. So, you can actually ask the starter not to count down. You can oh, really? them to go silent. We've got a dog in our in our racing team that doesn't that can't handle the start time, um, which is annoying because when you go abroad, they 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 don't understand what you're asking them. Don't say the start the countdown. Um, I haven't got massive French or Italian, so <laughs> couldn't tell them exactly to be quiet. Um, so you can you can ask people to have different. Um, your, your start can be different for everyone and if, as long as you communicate it everyone will just do whatever you want to happen because we want what's best for the dog every single event is like that wants what's best for the dog there's a couple of dogs that I know that are very reactive on the start line and that's quite normal because obviously you're nervous and you're holding the line and um, I've always got a saying that says um, your your energy will go down the line so if yeah. you are mega nervous on the start line and you know you're actually annoying your dog or turning it into something that you don't want it to feel, give your dog to someone else. Love that. And they can walk them to the start line and then you can just come over with 10 seconds to go, attach and, and go. Um, you don't need to be holding on to your dog if you are the nervous partner in that field. You want it to, to always be a positive experience for your dog. So don't give them anything else but positivity. 
and if you're not going to give it to them give them to someone else <laughs> I think that's brilliant I love that I um I have far in advance do you go to the start line with Beal Benson because that because yeah. some people queue up and that's when you can get so for Michelle I know you'd be worried about Poppy so yeah. you know do you go last minute to the start line yeah, I do. I mean, like, sorry, I didn't really answer your question about B and retaining her. Um, but so basically, um, I generally camp at site, but obviously you always turn up in a car. So you will just be in a location and I won't be near the start with my van, um, which is where I would keep my dog um, safe and calm and relaxed before the start. I warm her up about 20 minutes before I have to start and that'll be just a, a little run. I want her to do the motion that she will do when she's in harness, but without pulling, without using energy. So I just, I literally just put her on a lead. Um, she will pull on the lead because she's working. So I have to wear a halty, um, like a head collar. Yeah. And um, I put her on that and she won't pull on that, which is why she does the kangaroo jump. Because she's like, if I can't go forward, I want to go up. And um, that's what she does. So ah. that's why she goes up, because I'm not like, releasing her. But so I just keep her away as long as possible and then I will go over and if I'm particularly nervous one day I will give her to one of my teammates to walk her over and it, def it definitely works we do it with all our dogs because they know us so well <laughs> we've got to just be really aware about how what we're what we're giving them what energy we're giving them and so how how high did you get with Benson in your racing yeah, so Benny was amazing. So he took me to, so I started, I told you I was traveling around the country in my camper van and Benson and I were loving life. Uh, and then Toby joined us. No, I'm <laughs> And then um, I started doing these BSSF races, which is the British. Yeah, camp. sledge dog. Yeah, yeah. that's the sport federation. <laughs> so we started doing those just because I wanted to go to Wales, I think. I just wanted to travel. And then you start getting points for doing these events. So you've got to do one, there's one in England, one in Wales and one in Scotland. And you get points for where you come. And then I didn't really know this at the time. And then the top five in each category um, get selected to um, compete for Great Britain. And when I started looking into it, I was seventh. And then luckily for me um, and Benny, two people pulled out in front of us. So we then became fifth and we kind of went with default to Poland and we competed in the world championships. Wow. I remember getting the email and I was like, yes, I'm going. And it was such a bizarre thing. Why would I want to go all the way to Poland to run with my pet dog? It was just it's, it's such a weird thing, but you just get totally wrapped up in it. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> I swear my family is sick of listening to me talking about dogs and racing but I was just thinking what an opportunity Benson and I are going to go to Poland together so I at this point I had then met some two of my best friends who are now my teammates so James and Bex and they also got letters they're very good in their um and their selected sports that they do they do wheels actually James was running then so James did Cali Cross as well and we started training together and then we just egged each other on basically to go and spend lots of money traveling across Europe for 24 hours to enter Poland and race in ridiculous heat <laughs> oh, now I look back so 
that's that's what we did. So Benson and I got all the way to a world championships and we came mid-pack. Um, I, I just said it was really hot and it, it was ridiculous. And a lot of people pulled out on the second day. So I don't think we were really second um halfway through the pack I think we were more at the end of the pack to be honest but because lots of people pulled out we managed to um come 31st in the end um in the world which I was like that's amazing Benson's incredible um but I did see a different side to the sport when I was out there right um and this maybe leads us on to why B is now my little girl she's actually wrapped up at the moment in a blanket it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> um, my dog doesn't get as much love as your dogs because i can tell you <laughs> <laughs> they're ridiculous these guys they get they get so much um yeah so we were in poland and i was seeing lots of different breeds of dog we all know that pointers are really good for the for the sport um anything that's lean and goes for a long period of time is good for the sport so Benson maybe looked a little bit of an oddball there. There was a couple of collies there, but Benson is a cross and you can kind of see that. So a couple of people were just chatting to me and saying, oh, are you, are you getting a, these different words, which was either a Euro hound, a Scandinavian hound or a Greyster. And I was like, wow, what on earth is this? I kind of had an idea of purpose-bred breeds because of the horsey world. Yeah. Where I previously was. So I knew that if you wanted to hunt, you had a hunter. <laughs> if you wanted a show jumper, you got something different. So I kind of got it, but I didn't really know a lot. And it just happened to be that Bex and James, who were my teammates at the time, had actually purchased dogs from a breeder in Belgium. And he had a litter of um of, of Scandinavian hounds. And there was a he wanted to keep them all, but there was a couple of girls that came out a bit too small. And he wanted to sell them on. And I literally, driving home from Poland, I bought another dog. <laughs> That's literally how it went. I did, I obviously, obviously gave Toby the, uh, he had the last say. You can imagine how that went. <laughs> Same as the camper van, no doubt. Yeah, and, and Benson. <laughs> yeah. But that gave him a dog to use himself then, so he had no uh, no reason not to. He wasn't really into the sport then. It was really interesting because I look back now and I think, cool, why didn't he come with me? And um, But he just wasn't into the sport. And our work's really weird. Um, it's not weird, it's lovely. Our work is um, sports retail, so it's, it's constant. It never stops. So I, I always felt like one of us had to be here um, back at home and look, making sure everything was running smoothly. Um, but, but we now we've we've worked it out so that we can both enjoy the sport. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, what, what a story. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Michelle and I just just listening up. We're taking it all in. It's like. And it's amazing how it just races. kind of happens, though, isn't it? And life just takes you that way. And. Yeah, you know, if, you, if you'd have said to yourself 10 years ago, at some point, I'm going to buy a dog from Belgium for canny cross racing, you'd have thought, who am I? Yeah, it's. Yeah. And it is really weird because I do, I do. I see a lot of people probably be listening to this and thinking, oh, she, why did she buy? And I do get that because I've never bought a dog in my life. We've always um, rehomed. Um, so it was weird for me. But at the end of the day, she's just in a very expensive mutt um, because she's got lots of different breeds in her. Um, but it, it is, um, you can, you can do canny cross with absolutely anything. 
actually any breed you can do it obviously health permitting but for me it was something that I had experienced through having a my pet obviously bees my pet too they're not my they're my frigging children both of them but they like for me it was just that moment where I really want to do this and I really enjoy competing there's there's no point in me getting another dog that wasn't then was going to be the same as Benson I wanted something different I wanted to have that next stage and that next level and I do understand that some people might not might not understand that but I just I just really love the sport and I love my dogs at the same time so it was kind of a perfect mix for me but there's nothing there's nothing in the pipeline to get to get another there um I'm a bit pathetic with my dogs like I said they are my children and it's, it's quite expensive when you when you treat them like that so I don't think we could ever have a, a third to um I'm sure you're working. I'm sure you're working on it, Jodie. <laughs> I definitely am chipping away every day. It does make sense for us because of Toby. Um, it would be lovely for him to have his own hound, but we we're just not there right now, and we're very lucky with our team, and they have a, a few dogs <laughs> that um, he can borrow, so it's perfect. But it is. I don't, I don't. Michelle, you did your first race, not a canny cross race, but race this year, this this week, didn't you? And and did, didn't you, because I found racing again, it was like, and I'm getting older, um, the competitive edge is still there and I just love it. And that goal to work towards was um, absolutely fantastic. But Yeah. What race did you do, Michelle? Um, I did a fell race this weekend. I've not done a race all year, really. Well, I did, I did a 10 miler a few, a couple of months ago, um, but the, the fell race was in my club vest and you kind of feel like, the pressure's there to perform well for your club, don't you? So, yeah, it is It, it is a totally different feeling on the start line, thinking, oh, I've got to give it my all. And I'm not just there for a little run. I've got to kind of try my very best. Yes. Yeah, it's really good for you that I, I've always, there's two things I've always thought about throughout my my life is one that everything's mapped out for you so just go with whatever you want um because it's meant to happen anyway. And number two was you've got to do something that scares you. And I really think that that's what competition does for me. It scares me. And I think that's good for you to put yourself out your comfort zone now and again is, is very good for you. I think it's um, fulfilling. No, I, I, think, I think you're right. Nowadays, we don't have that adrenaline rush of coming across a wild animal, do we, or something. So yeah. <laughs> we, we have to grow and develop in other ways. Yeah, I agree with you there. Racing is, it is good for us. Yeah. <laughs> And, it, and yeah, it is. And, and I think you're right about the comfort zone because you can get, and I think this goes back to any sport, but you can get, so, you know, I'm in my late 50s, but, and you can sort of think, well, I'm in my late 50s, whatever, but actually, no, I'm not going to let my age define me. And, you know, and I've got people that I'm teaching now, Canny Cross, that are coming out and, and starting to do it and want to race. And I think, good on them. You know, it's, you've got to do it every level. But I want to know where B has brought you, Georgie. Where she so did you go back and do another international? Yeah, she's incredible. She really took me to another level, and I, I didn't know that I could, I could get to that sort of uh, performance. But she, she, yeah, really took me, and it shows you what what a purpose breed can do. <laughs> it sounds awful. I hate talking about her like that. Um, but she's. Um, She's just, you know, she's meant to pull into harness. She's meant to do that. Benson learned. <laughs> B did not need to learn. She knew exactly what she was meant to do. 
and it's just then working on the the partnership and learning together how, what how fast you can go she's just something else and we where did we go then I think then we need to do another season for BSSF to um to qualify again for um international events and we went out to Belgium to compete in the European Championships and then we went straight on to the Worlds in Sweden it was literally the next weekend it was crazy and that was an amazing <laughs> amazing journey but that's the nice thing Canny Cross has really bought me this um, adventure and this travel that I never would have done beforehand Toby's very much like a, um, a flying man he will fly to places and stay in nice hotels <laughs> and now we're <laughs> lugging it across the whole of Europe in a camper van sleeping in one so it, it's definitely brought a different perspective for us but um in the European champs in Belgium B and I got third we got bronze which was just out of this world I just remember reading the results and I just kept looking at it <laughs> I was like just don't quite get it it was just really odd on the first day, we were second. It was just the weirdest thing. And it was a very testing course. It was very different, the course. So I think it maybe um, surprised quite a lot of people that probably should have been ahead of us um, anyway. So it caught a lot of people off guard. It was horrific weather as well. And this is funny because B actually, she's a bit of a nightmare. She um, doesn't wee outside when it's raining. She takes her name very seriously of Queen Bee. So she, She's always been a bit, I was a bit worried when it was raining loads. I was like, oh no, she's going to really hate it and not want to, you know, do her best. And maybe she won't even run for me. And of course, of course she did. Of course she did. Yeah. So what advice would you give, Georgie, then to somebody like me who's thinking about giving racing to go and doesn't really know where to start or is a bit nervous about it? Yeah, I think I would say rack your friends' brains and ask them which one they would recommend. So maybe a nice local one where you don't have to travel too far would be a good shout to start with. Um, so it's like less pressure. Um, and just go and do it. Like, I don't know what you're waiting for. It, you're going you're gonna to love it. And the dogs are going to love it. And it's just another way that you can add to to increasing your bond together because it's just you're both kind of like out your comfort zone and you're going to work well together because it will work. You know how to canny cross. Um, and yeah, just go out and do it. Stop thinking about it too much. <laughs> there you go, Michelle. That's uh, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then I've, I've been listening to all the tips that you've given throughout as well about you know things like if your dog's a bit too wired just ask the starter to maybe adjust things a little bit and yeah you can even clear, you can even clear the start like people you can make they do try and keep the clear the start quite clear anyway so if it, you are next to run you you can go forward and there'll be no one around you but if you want it even clearer you can say that and the the start people will help and push people away because um also if someone's standing there with their dog and it's going mental like that would be me and benson by the way yeah. um he he just stands there and barks and he also knows where the frigging start line is this dog he's such a weirdo so if you try and pull him away he just won't come and he honestly tear up the ground like he's just he, i call it the um the mist the red mist comes yeah. down and he turns into psycho dog you just gotta hold on to him so there is people out there that have animals like that and you can remove them 
you are completely in control at, at events. Yeah. You say what you want to happen and what you don't want to happen. And just don't panic too much about it. You've dogs are in harness as well, so it is quite easy to keep them nice and close. Bring them in towards in between your legs if you're going to be holding them, or you give them to your mate. Put them in between your legs, and they're they're, they're safe there. It's uh, it's really it's really interesting actually. The thing I think I've um, that my my tip, but only just from sort of doing it, is also is that. The warm up because I've seen Georgie at events. So I was going to go and say hello, and she was warming up. So I thought I might go and say hello, and then I didn't see her again. But I will this time. Um, <laughs> but is that you go off at full pelt? And I know sometimes we do when we're out, you know, candy crossing anything. But this is full pelt. I've got pictures of me and Pickle videos of just not as fast as Georgie. So warm up is really really important. Your own warm up, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if you've got anything else to add to that, Georgie. Yeah, get to the start line with your heart rate elevated. You, you want to be ready for it. You, you've got to utilise when the dogs are pulling and the dog will pull at the beginning. Um, so you've got to make sure you utilise that that momentum and, and go with it. Yeah, start with your heart rate elevated. Yeah, so so would you not... warm yourself and your dog up together or would you give yourself a different warm up? Yeah, I, I try and warm us up um, separately because um, I, I, I do get quite nervous. Um I know I, I act I said that I was nice and cool and calm but obviously right before the start I am a little bit nervous and there's just no need for me to give that to be for, for a period of time so I will just warm her up separately which involves a bit more of a walk and a sniff and a wee wee and um, another toilet and a little bit of a jog and a little bit of nothing and then she needs to go and be quiet and collect her thoughts and not know that anything else is going on. So then I will get, I'll put them in a crate and I'll close the door and I will get my harnesses out and everything laid out on the floor ready. And I will just carry on with my, I do like 20 minutes of just job warm up with a bit of dynamic stretching and then get myself harnessed up. And then I'll get B out and then we'll walk over together. And then she just flies. And then she does just fly. She is incredible. It's it's really nice. You, you guys know what it's like when something comes together. Um, I've recently been injured and a little bit ill, so I haven't really been canny crossing because it is a huge strain on the body. And um, just been doing it recently. And I know we're not near what our times were, but there was one moment today where I just found myself completely like smiling in midair. And I was like, oh, it's just so nice when you're connected and you have that that momentum just makes you completely love the sport and that's not out racing that's just out doing a canny cross run so that's just fantastic to yeah. hear isn't it I, I don't know if you've got anything else to ask michelle but i think there's been so much information in that uh, in that that chat with georgie yeah i'm so sorry i just chatted with myself <laughs> just love it love canny cross. we can tell it's brilliant to chat to someone who's so passionate about it like you are honestly it's you can just hear it in your voice that you love it and I'm sure the dogs are just yeah they equally adore it yeah it's funny actually because I did I spoke to my, my grandma doesn't quite get it she just turned 90 um she won't <laughs> listen to this don't worry um she goes she goes to me I think it's cruel what you do so I was like all right she goes you make the dogs run and I was like I don't make them grandma like um they they don't have to do it and we all know that if a dog doesn't want to do something they won't so it is quite interesting how people sometimes do perceive it but I you, you're right I know that they they do love it and even with canny trekking now with Benson um it's just been amazing um just doing something that bond together and working together it's just incredible yeah 
No, I, I, I totally with you on that. And and yes, they do know because pickles often get excited even if I just put my trainers on and I'm not oh. going out with her. So, yeah. So lovely. <laughs> it's brilliant. Anyway, thank you so much, Georgie, for your time and for your letting us, well, telling us your story. It's been absolutely amazing. And I hope it inspires some people to go out and give Canny Cross a go. Come and do a taster session. Michelle and I have got them going or on Dogfit. Um, you can find one near you. And you never know, we might see you all at races. Do come and say hello to us. Yes, thank you. Michelle, I don't know about you, but I can't wait to get out racing after that chat with Georgie. Are you going to give it a go now? Oh, I'm still pretty nervous about how poppy you'll be. But Georgie gave us some real reassurance there about being able to ask the starters to calm things down and clear the start area. So I'll definitely have a look and see if there's anything local to me. If you want to have a go and you want to find out about Canny Cross events, then click the links in the show notes below and maybe you'll be the next Georgie Lambert competing at international level. Thank you for listening to Canny Cross Conversations. If there's something you'd like to know about Canny Cross and running, then please get in touch with us at cannycrossconversations.co.uk and don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss our next episode.